And we back. I am excited to bring to you a little conversation recorded the other week on the front porch of our friend's house. This is a conversation I had with Enoch, a new friend of mine. I wanted to sit down and bring this to y'all because he inspires me. He interests me. He's just a good dude. He's one of the most creative individuals I've had the chance to meet. He's got umpteen different creative endeavors all going on at once. He's fun to make music with. He has his own business where he reanimates old gear, backpacks, fanny packs. He builds his own bikes and he's equally as passionate about making things better and urban crews as I am. Maybe more. This is a guy who understands himself. He is the epitome of modern hominid, and he is a poster child in my eyes for modern masculinity. And I hope that that'll shine through in our conversation here. We got to dive in and talk about art, what is art, how he thinks about art, making money with art, which then, of course, led into urban crews, bikes, and trying to make the world a better place. Anyways... Excited to bring to you my new friend, Enoch. Yo! It's Lucas, and this is Modern Haunted. I'm so fascinated by this thing of how you're talking about art like me right now in combo yeah you're you're talking to art you're 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 talking about art in a way like it's like it's something so new to you and you're and you've also vocalized that you haven't been in a space to make things or express creativity in this way in your lifetime True. Up until recently. And so like I'm it's it's kind of cool to watch someone talk about art in that way because for me I grew up with a family that was always making things. So whenever I think about art I, it's just like a name. It's just a name for something that feels really natural to myself and my family in a in a way like whenever I hear the word art like I'm doing art I'm like, what the fuck is art? Everyone's got their own little perspective of it. It's really subjective, right? Like how, what moves you? How do you express your movement? And so I guess the thing, the way that I think about it is my my family expresses ourselves with our hands. My mother's a massage therapist. My father's a musician. Um, My brother, Zachary's a glass blower. My brother, Alec. He, he draws, he's like a painter, Josh, he does screen printing and like graphic design and like everyone is always just touching stuff, manipulating things. Like a way that I express myself is through like sound and manipulating objects. Um, like sewing is a really fun thing that I use. Uh, it's a great tool. Um, I use my hand to like manipulate metal and like 
bicycles. I love bikes. And I love moving my body through space with that. I don't know if I'm getting like very like big. I love it. Let's go it's big. Goofy. Let's go anywhere. <laughs> it's just, it's goofy so how would about. you, I, I love it. So if you could, if I could pin you down right now and say, Enoch, define. Yeah. Well, how would you define art? Expressing our humanity. Sure. Sounds pretty reasonable. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. And if that's the case, I have always done art. Yeah. Uh, I just, I guess in my mind, I haven't assigned the word art to it because my family isn't classically artistic. We aren't, we, I didn't grow up making things, doing art. Uh, and if I had expressed interest in that, my family would have, of course, like supported me in that, but they didn't per se, like open me up to that. And so I did sports and school and relationships and friends and these type things where I found art. And then I realized through some of those things, yeah, it's just like expressing my Lucasness. And I've just been excited lately finding new ways to express my Lucasness. Call it art or whatever. Okay, so you've been expressing your Enochness in sick ways. Your bikes are insane. Checking out your reanimator website, uh, making music with you at Monday Music. Can I say something? Yeah, please, that, please, please. I mean, you, you've acknowledged the type of expression that has been shown to you from your parents. And you have followed in those footsteps. It's just naturally what we do. So it's just, it looks different because we've been raised to express ourselves differently. And what I'm also hearing is that you're allowing your expression to change over time and you're adapting to it and you're like moving with it. And that's so special. You're not holding yourself to your own idealization of this is what creativity needs to be for me. <laughs> so it's cool to see you excited too. Like, oh, look at this whole world out there. Things that I can do. And that's, that's fun. I'm looking it, forward to seeing what you do. That's kind of how it feels. That's yeah. how I've been feeling even since this summer with this new stuff. It's, it's enlivening. It's fun. Mm. It's just fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so what I was telling you is like, I don't know what I'm up to next year, but a, a serious consideration of mine is how do I free up some time? You and I had talked about work culture in the U S and I'm working a lot right now. Sure. I mean, I get my summers off, which is amazing, but in the school year, it's pretty intensive. And when I get done with work, I'm emotionally taxed. I'm yeah. cool. I'm, I'm exhausted yeah. and there isn't much time in the day to make art, to express my humanity in, in some creative ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, especially if I want to maintain relationships, blah, 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 all that. So I want to take some time off and pursue my expression of my humanity. Sure. And if I'm honest, I would, I would not do it to make money, but I would love to be paid for it. And in the back of my mind, it's like, oh, wouldn't that be a dream to do what I love for lack of a better way of saying that cliche, but, and get paid for it. Uh, okay. So you pursued that. And during COVID you kind of have been a little bit, uh, what did you find? What was that like for you? 
So there are a few thoughts that I have. First thing is, yeah, I'm really hearing you when you say that you feel overworked. You feel like you don't have enough time or energy to express yourself in the way that you want. And what I'm also hearing is that you want to just jump on the other side of this full work schedule to have like a minimal work schedule so you can focus on your self-expression with the hope of being able to gain resources from it. And yeah, I mean, I grew up with my parents really encouraging entrepreneurship. So from like when I was 14 years old, I was gifted a lawn mowing business from uh, a kid at church who yeah. was going to go and serve a mission. I also had a lawn mowing business. <laughs> Lucas's lawns. Are you kidding me? Great. Yeah, dude. I had 14 <laughs> lawns a week Yo! that I would go crush okay. around town. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it like takes a lot of initiative to do that. It takes a lot of planning. It takes a lot of valuing your time and trying to do the best job that you can, right? And I feel like those values, I don't know about you, but for me, they've kind of like stuck with me. And um, 2020, right before the pandemic started, I was like, man, I'm really finding myself inspired to sew full-time because I'd been doing these sewing repair clinics around Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, which is where I grew up. Didn't know that. Yeah. Thought you were from here. No, no. Harrisburg, PA. And I'd been loading up my sewing machine um, into this bike trailer and I'd bike over to the farmer's market and I'd set up this sewing booth, sewing repair station. Like it was free. It's like teaching people how to sew. Um, people can bring their clothes in and get them repaired. And I was just really excited about it. I'm like, you know, I, I think I can, like I'm getting so much support from this community. I wonder if I can turn this into a business. And so I did. And then the pandemic happened and I was like, holy heck, I, I'm trying to manufacture these like, fanny packs and like this really nifty stuff, stuff that I'm really excited about in quantities that are like designed to make me money. Like if I sell a hundred bags, I sell 10 bags, I can like pay my rent. If I like, sell 20 bags, I can like have a savings, right? All these things. And I just felt really ethically conflicted because my love for the thing started to die. And I actually stopped like my relationship was getting out of hand. Um, with your art or with my partner, my, oh, okay. par my partner was like, yo, you want to like hang out? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I can't, like I have to work or I won't make money and I'll die. Like it yeah, just felt yeah. so, and the pandemic was happening too. And so I was like, like I didn't feel, I just felt really overwhelmed mm -hmm. essentially. And so, um, I ended up quitting my business and going and working in the conservation corps. Um, and like finding other jobs to ride out the pandemic and like rebuild my financial, 
my financial self. Um, it sounds like we have me on one side teaching a lot or there's just a balance. We've painted both ends of the spectrum working 45 plus hours a week and then not quote working at least in a traditional job Mm. and fully committing to art. There seems to be like a balanced way to sustainably do art. Uh, and you seem to have found it maybe. So you're working at the bike collective 28 hours a week where you have some consistency, you have a, an income that is dependable, uh, and you're freed up because it's only 28 hours, which still is kind of a lot, but yeah, whatever, uh, that frees you up to then do art and make money on the side. That seems to be a good, like balance, I don't know, because fully committing and not working and not having a sustainable income, I could see how the pressure would seep in. And then maybe your intentions get misaligned with your art. You get hyper-focused on making money rather than like just creating whatever your crazy mind conjures up, like that sick drawing that you tattooed on your friend. That thing is a work of art. (laughs) Thanks. I, I appreciate that. One thing that's really coming to my mind as you're talking about this is the importance of time. The thing that I'm really trying to allow myself to feel is patience because in every single job that I've worked, whether for someone or for myself, I didn't actually start to see any results until a year or two into the idea, into the job, into the project. So right now, I'm coming on two years of living in Salt Lake. Um, At the end of this month, it will be two years. And only now am I starting to feel people understand what I'm doing around here. People wanting to participate. I feel like there's like a swing and like movement. Hey, I'm in, dude. (laughs) Yeah. So so I think like, hey, if you're going to do this full time... I just encourage you to go at it slowly, recognizing that people don't know you. People don't know who you are or care until you just start doing it. And then it just naturally picks up because we're all like, this goes into the second thing that I wanted to talk about. Have you read the book Ecotopia? Mm -mm. My dad recommended it to me a while back. If I remember correctly, it's based on this print, this idea of like in, in the near future, Washington, Oregon, Washington, Oregon, and California secede from the United States, and they create their own little union called Ecotopia. And there's this huge wall that is dividing. So is this a fiction book? This that, is a fiction okay, book, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with it though. Well, the idea is that these three states have just had enough and there's this huge uprising to secede from the United States so they can operate on their own terms and not be under like this tyrannical rule. Um, And so essentially like work is changed. Our, I think people only work 20 hours a week. Um, The way relationships are encouraged and expected is like not your traditional conservative way of existing. Um, 
I don't know, education is prioritized, like knowledge is prioritized, free healthcare. Like it was, it was kind of like, it was coming from the perspective of this reporter who's tasked to go in and look at what's happening in Utopia uh-huh. and report back. Uh-huh. Um, and one thing that I found was really interesting and it stuck with me is that in Ecotopia, everyone is expected to have some sort of artistic output. It's just like, yeah, you're a human being. Yeah, you're an artist. And no, nobody's going to pay you for it. <laughs> like the idea of getting paid for your art is kind of absurd. Because uh-huh. everyone's like, yeah, I know you make art. Yeah. I make art too. <laughs> yeah. And so... Which is like the most brilliant thing you can do as a society. <laughs> if your constituents are making art and expressing their humanity, more likely than not, they're going to be feeling well. They're going to be connected with others. They're going to be in community. They're going to have a well of compassion that's available for them to help thy neighbor. Sure. Like, that just makes sense. So we're talking about this blending of what is art, what is work. Are they the same? Are they totally different? And yeah, please, please. I, I guess my comment on that whole entire thing is, yeah, it feels strange to sell my art for money because it is a natural way of communicating myself. And I want to keep my soul. I want to keep this fire. And so I also recognize that I have to feed my face because this is an ecotopia and I have bills to pay. I have obligations, financial obligations in this world. So what I've found out to be pretty reasonable is, yeah, I work a consistent job that helps me pay my bills, but then I'm able to very strategically offer my art to the world. And there are two ways that I can receive reimbursement for my art, my contribution, my expression, my voice. Um, financial is like pretty great. I'm cool with people giving me money for it, but I'm also not going to sacrifice my value or like lower my numeric value that I'm placing on my work. So if I'm building a bicycle or if I'm, drawing a painting if I'm painting a painting (laughs) if I'm doing something I and I want to be reimbursed financially then I'm going to be honest and say this is going to cost a thousand dollars and if you want it you can have it at that price and then I'm offering an alternative to I'm a big fan of the barter system so lately I've been doing a lot of repairs for a barter Like, I love fresh vegetables. That helps me feed my brain, my body. So, like, and that also means I don't have to spend that money on groceries if I'm able to trade my energy for energy, which feeds my energy. Does that make sense? That makes makes so much sense. And the byproduct of that are that the people you trade with, you form a relationship with, (laughs) and you're getting fresh that's community it's facilitating community something that we're not everywhere and we have a pretty good community here in salt lake but parts of our country and world are severely lacking Mm. that we've been separated and pushed 
and divided and tricked into following the rabbit hole down social media instead of looking in someone's eyes, going on to Hinge and Tinder rather than meeting someone at the park, like all these things. Also, just like how we define work in our culture, back to this artwork dichotomy or like the meshing between them. I feel like societally, culturally, we need a redefining of work. And I feel like you have done that for yourself and it, which has promoted your well-being, your, I don't know, it sounds like financially it's a little up and down maybe, mm-hmm. but I feel like work is something we do. <sighs> we just need a redefinition of work, <laughs> how we all, how I framework. It's this thing that we go to for 40 hours a week and we sell our soul to get our paycheck, to pay for our insurance and our health care mm-hmm. and other good things. Mm-hmm. And I haven't talked to many people in a quote traditional job these days who are enlivened by their work. And I'm not saying we all need to be enlivened, but I do think that it is a basic human I don't know, need to not feel like our soul has been beat out of us every time we're on our way to work or leaving from work. Like work culture is a little out of balance. And I feel like a little reframing of that could go a little ways to help us all try to live a little better. Sure. I don't know. Does anything alive for you there? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. How do you think of work or like feel like work is just providing value to your community that's what should be that's not always what's monetized Mm -hmm. but work is providing value to a community like your tattoo your art your uh reanimator your building bikes that is value i see it Mm -hmm. uh and whether you're monetized for it or not but like that's true value and also just like in conversation, if you bring your full presence to a conversation, no, no one's going to pay you for it. But that really adds value to people's lives in a community. And that's not uh, economically seen, but that is the real work. That's work. That's the work we need. Well, I agree with you. I think you're making a lot of really good points. And I also think that it's easier than just talking about it. Sick. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, for example, I mean, you can ask my parents, you can ask people that I've, that I've been in relationships with. Dude, your hat is so fire right now. (laughs) We're sitting out on a porch right now. It's cold (laughs) as shit. And Enoch agreed to step out with me on a whim. And I don't know what you got going on up there, dude, but it is sick. What is, I couldn't find my hat. And so it's, it's my long johns (laughs) wrapped around the head. I don't know how I haven't acknowledged that until now. (laughs) I think it's fresh. Thanks. (laughs) I think this is a good example. I had a need. I wanted to come out here onto the porch with you. I have very little hair on my head. And so I looked around and I couldn't find my hat. And so I just improvised, but I still adapted to my end goal, which is to be out here and have a warm head. Right. And so a lot of what I'm trying to advocate for just by living it is recognizing, like making a goal and making your way towards that goal, understanding there's a compromise that needs to happen. There's an adaption that needs to happen. And like for work, like I want my work 
to feel valuable, not just to me, but to the people around me. And so I'm recognizing where I'm at and I'm making compromises for that. So yeah, working at the, at this bicycle collective in Salt Lake, they're wonderful people. I feel nourished working for them, but they don't, like, I don't make a lot of money. And so like, I'm still able to justify my work, my investment of energy with them because I see the work that they're doing in the community. I'm gaining so much knowledge every day that I'm there. It's worth it for me to justify not making a lot of money in order for education and in order for that like value to the community. And I'm also doing what I want on the side. That to me seems like a reasonable compromise because the work that I've done in the past of 40 hours a week, selling your soul, corporate grind, it's not where I want to, it's not where I want to be. And so even though I'm in a financially less advantageous place, I just feel really happy where I'm at. And I don't know. And isn't that the thing that matters? (laughs) So you said, this isn't the words you use, but living your truth, like what you believe, how you see the world and living it. And it, it is obvious. I don't know you that well, but it is obvious that you live in alignment with your morals, what you believe, how you see the world, which not all of us can say myself included. And I'm sure you have areas where it's whatever, but like you don't have a car, uh, you're pursuing your creative endeavors. Uh, it's just a sick, I guess I'm just telling you that's cool. It's something I notice about you, uh, and is admirable. It, yeah, it's cool. Thanks. Why don't you have a car? Um, did you know that I also don't have one? I did not know. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, I also don't have a car. Wow. My, my car got hit by a snowplow. Yeah. Actually more than two years ago now. And I just love biking. And so I just bike and it's, and I've realized that like, okay, yes, it saves me money. Okay. Great for the environment, all these things, but it's actually just more fun. It's better for me. (laughs) It's just like actually better. Like it's fun. It's some of my most enjoyable parts of the day. I meet people through it. Mm. Uh, anyways, yeah. How long have you been going no car and why? Well, first off, I'm surprised that this is just taken this long. Yeah. What dude, how have we not this? connected on this? <laughs> this is a big Cause thing. it's because we haven't really hung out that much. Sure. Uh, well, I'm, I'm proud of you for sticking through it, especially in the winters sticking through it. Yeah. Well, that's, but I'm thriving. It's go. amazing. <laughs> There's no sticking through. This is like, why would I ever even have a car in the first place? Well, I mean, which I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but yeah, I do sure. actually feel that way. Yeah. I mean, cars are fucking cool. Mm -hmm. the technology involved is amazing. We can drive from here to Nevada in six hours, right? Like go across the country Mm -hmm. in like 40 hours. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. But I really relate to you with like this sense of just feeling better riding my bike. Um, It's really great for my mental health. I also am definitely looking at it from an environmentalist perspective. Like I really give a fuck about this world and I give a fuck about trying to promote a 
more like sustainable way of living on this planet. And it just doesn't make sense for me to own a car and talk that talk, which means, which means that I can't own a composting business and I can't compost a thousand people, compost for a thousand people because I don't have the physical capacity to do so. Right. That means my output is a lot smaller. That means that I'm like in a way held back. I can't drive from here to California on a whim. I've got to plan that shit. I've got to like take a train or like carpool or figure out something else. Like, dude, I don't even see, I have friends who live in Salt Lake, but like over in Mill Creek, like 20 minutes from here, I rarely see them just because my life is smaller. It has to be in, in ways that aren't ideal, but also, it also makes my world more intimate, but yeah. And like pros and cons, right? Like some, some people really thrive on being able to go and move around wherever they want, whenever they want. And I, I don't blame them. For me, I get enough anxiety just like existing in my own little bubble right now that like all of a sudden having to worry about my car, my insurance, my effect consuming gas and like contributing to our ozone. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of, so yeah. Was it originally for climate reasons? It, I honestly, I don't even remember <laughs> how, when, when, did, how long have you been going? No car. I have never owned a car and like long story short, I'm not out here doing a spiel on how everyone should not drive a car and like shame on you. If you drive a car, like I've, driven plenty of cars and I love driving. Driving is fun. Like driving a big old truck <laughs> is like hilarious. It's so fun. And like I had like I have had to drive for work. But that doesn't and I, I feel like maybe this is even something you can like cut out or edit out. Yeah. Like the way that I'm choosing to live my life feels special to me. And by using the bicycle as a tool for therapy, for exercise, for me to connect with other like-minded people, that's primarily why I use it now. And maybe the reasons why I don't own a car have changed over the years. That makes sense. But right now, I'm doing it because it feels really important. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to advocate for it. Dude, cut that out. That's just wisdom or that's your truth. That's sick. And I feel it too. It changes the way we interact with our world because that is how we interact with our world. The bike is a tool of how we interact with our environment. And I interact with the environment in a much different way Mm -hmm. on the surface level. It's pretty similar to driving a car. But if you like, if I actually look at my last two years, it's different and it has helped me Mm. (laughs) like clearing the mind, but going to work and coming home from work in so many different ways. I feel it, dude. Mm. I feel it. And it's just, it's an outlet. It's fun. 
I, I, it really is an art form for me as well. Mm-hmm. I find so much expression in moving my body like that, uh, and jibbing around and listening to music while I bike. And so I, dude, I feel it hundred mm-hmm. percent. Uh, bikes are for the people. Bikes are here, man. They're, they're the future. They are, I'm talking maybe too grandiose, but I really believe it. Uh, with, it's certainly not a one-stop shop type thing where all we need to do is get a bike and the world will be saved. But I don't know if everyone was on bikes, the world would be better. I can say that there'd be more community, more health, more fun, more avenues for expression, more. Yeah. I don't know. I just like, I'm sold. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid and we, our friends call it urban cruise. Yeah. Well, that's, that's also an interesting point you're identifying that cycling is a tool. I also believe that art in quotations is also a tool. And like by you saying, Hey, I want to ride my bike. This is making me think way more critically about our current infrastructure. Then all of a sudden it leaches into agriculture. Like, why are we, why aren't we growing more of our food here? next to us why do we have to truck it in from all over the country all over the world like cycling is a tool for critical thinking and our expression is also a tool for engaging with the world around us i think it's all i think it's all related and i think it's so fun I think you're on it, dude. Yeah. You're doing great. We're we're on it. (laughs) We're on it, dude. Yeah. We're on team human. We're on team bike. We're on team. Let's fucking do this. Team hominid.